Thank you for joining us. I'm Joe Serencioni, and I'm joined today with Trita Parsi. Hello, Trita. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? Just great. I am a distinguished fellow at the Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft, and Trita is the executive vice president at the Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft. And we're going to talk about the latest on Iran and the possibility of returning to the Iran talks. The Iranian new Iranian government just announced that they would come back to the talks by the end of November. Trita and I have a little bit of a disagreement on this. So I want you to start, Trita. You just wrote an article for Responsible Statecraft, uh, a, a blog put up by the Quincy Institute, that you think it's the Biden administration position that is delaying a return to the talks. Please explain. Thank you so much, Joe. And I think you're underselling yourself. You're not a distinguished fellow. You're a very distinguished fellow at the Quincy <laughs> Institute. Um, what I write in that piece is not to say that the Iranians are not at fault as well. In fact, I write that they will probably like to move as slowly as possible and kind of give the impression of movement, even though they may not be in. But I do uh, kind of contest the narrative that all of this is happening because the Iranian, new Iranian government is, is dead set against this and they're just playing games uh, and that there's nothing more to it. There is a problem in the negotiation, which has come from the fact that the sanctions relief under Obama never really worked out, but then the U.S. under Trump pulled out um, and the Iranians want to have some form of assurances that the U.S. is not going to pull off something like that. Again, originally they were asking for assurance that the next president wouldn't do so, but then they shifted their position and asked for, it, for Biden himself to reassure that, which apparently was not uh, accepted either. And I think the problem with this is that I, I don't think a lot of folks have necessarily recognized is that sanctions relief for the Iranian economy is actually destabilizing if it keeps on being imposed and reimposed. So in, in some ways, it's better for them not to have it lifted if it's going to be reimposed again, because it disturbs the entire um, uh, gravitational force of the economy. And as a result, this issue needs to be addressed. Uh, and it's not as simple as just thinking this new government is just not interested. But, but let me interrupt you there. The U.S. and the European partners with the Russians and the Chinese, all the countries negotiating with Iran, had basically worked out a deal at the end of the, uh, at the, at the, end of the, the term of President Rouhani. And then there were presidential elections in June and the talks were suspended. It's been five months, almost five months now, and the new government he headed by President Raisi has not come back. Foreign Minister Zarif, who worked out the deal, recommended that the Iranian government just take the deal, the deal as it was crafted. Why isn't that good enough for Raisi? Again, because of this is a new government that is more suspicious, without a doubt, that is more hardline, that wants to prove itself to be better than uh, uh, Zarif uh, and, and the Rouhani government which is still different from saying they're completely disinterested. If we believe that they're completely disinterested, then we're in a very bad spot mm. because analytically it means that, okay, there's really nothing left to do except go back to Trump's policy of maximum pressure. And we all know how that ended up. And in fact, almost every person in the Biden team that is working on this issue were highly critical of uh, maximum pressure and for good reason. It really didn't work in making things worse. So I think we're kind of closing our own wiggle room if we adopt that narrative that that is all there is. I mean, my conversations with the Europeans on this has made it very clear. 
that this issue of mechanisms, guarantees, what we want to call it, is a very central issue to the Iranians. It was so before as well, and it probably has become worse now. Well, I, while I think it would be good for the Biden administration to, for example, provide sanctions relief on humanitarian grounds and allow more vaccines, for example, into, into Iran, I honestly don't think there's a set of incentives that's going to move the Raisi government faster than they want to move, basically because of their own internal divisions. But nor do I think there's a set of sticks that could move the Iranian government. Uh, you know, our colleague Dennis Ross is out with an op-ed today saying we have to threaten war with Iran in order to get peace. I mean, you and I agree on that. <laughs> that, that there's no stick that could force the Iranian yeah. government to negotiate a deal, right? I, I, I agree 100% that, you know, we've done, gone down that path, not just with Iran, but with many other countries several times before. And usually what that ends up leading to is war, not peace. Mm. So, you know, we're totally agreement on that. On the issue of, you know, whether there are incentives or not, we haven't tested that yet because the Iranians haven't come to the table yet, right? They're going to do so at the end of November, they see. So I think we should keep the possibility open that it could be. But my primary concern about this issue is that if nothing is done to make sure that it's a little bit more difficult for every country to walk out of the deal. It's already very difficult for the Iranians because a snapback mechanism was put into the Security Council resolution that ensures that if the Iranians violate the deal, full set of sanctions can be snapped back very, very quickly. There is no equivalent on what happens if the US pulls out. And the US has already pulled out once. If we don't manage to address this, my fear is we're gonna to have to fight the fight about the JCPOA mm. and deal with Dennis Ross's office every four years or every time there is a Republican president. Well, if I don't these think talks, the JCPOA can survive that. Right. If these talks fail, we should be clear, there is no alternative. There is no plan B. There's no other way to constrain Iran's program. Trita, we're out of time. Thank you. Thank you.